We've got Putejo. Hi, Putejo. Good afternoon, Nazi. Good afternoon, Glenn. Hey, what are you doing, man? How are you? How are you doing? Are you good? Yeah, I'm taking it uh, a day as it uh, as it comes. Um, but yeah, we can. Uh, I'm sure we'll be fine very soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Putejo, what's the status of the aviation development uh, space post the pandemic? Yeah, look, um, the industry has taken serious now. In fact, um, when you look at uh, the development of the aviation industry, countries, when they develop their sector, it, de- it gets developed based on what the national carriers demand uh, as predictions, um, uh, as they have predicted the demands of the uh, the staff personnel that they're going to require as uh, time goes on. Mm-hmm. So you would find that they create what we call a cadet programs that are going to be phased in as the airline uh, grows and as the airline progresses, meaning that you start with your original and then progress to the your domestic routes and then end up into international. But in, in this case, as you know, we have not seen any growth as far as the national airlines are concerned, including your, your low-cost airlines, your Comair, which is no longer uh, active on, on the industry, as well as SAA. Mm. So in that state, you are basically now uh, having an industry that is bloated with the existing people that came out of the industry itself, like your SAA, Comair, those that have been retrenched and that lost their jobs. At mm. the same time, you have this bunch of people that are at flying schools mm. that uh, uh, are now busy training to prepare themselves, building hours and doing uh, those kind of things. So the industry, as we speak, is bloated and being bloated, it is stagnant and it has really went uh, terribly bad as far as uh, progress is concerned, unless we're exporting people uh, to Middle East and, and other places where uh, the skills is needed. But at this stage, development will be a very difficult one to predict going forward. I don't think South Africa is in a good position at the moment as far as aviation development is concerned. So would you advise then for people to still consider going to flying schools? Well, at, at this stage, uh, the passion would drive someone to do that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as an as an aviation person who's in the industry at the moment, spending 1.3 million to train a pilot to to get your your ATPL and those hours and and still not sure that you're going to get your return on investment, it is something that one has to make a careful uh, consideration in terms of the industry status of the industry as we speak, mm-hmm. because. One of the things that we need to, to be aware of is that when you create an industry, it's got to be something that is going to have to yield a good result for everybody. Yeah. When you look at the coronavirus at, at this stage, we, we don't know as to how many people will still be able to be comfortable to travel and go to different destinations and so on. And, and that in itself, it, it creates uncertainty in terms of investment. So uh, for those that want to invest still on, on the skill of being an aviator, 
you would have to be very careful, especially when you are self-sponsored. Your yeah. parents pay for you uh, and so on. Uh, those would be very much a, a very careful, careful consideration before you can take a decision like that. So I, I wouldn't advise anybody at this stage to say the industry is not yet ready. So I would say continue to support the industry, love it, empower yourself by reading, but don't spend that money as yet. Let's wait and see. And then maybe in the near future we'll see the industry taking a, a different direction. How are the current the schools that are currently in operation coping with you know the current economic situation? Most of the schools that are operating currently in South Africa, they are operating with the majority of the students that they've got. They are sponsored by mainly the um, you in Middle East sense quite a lot of their students in South Africa. So the schools would then get students coming out of. Middle East, uh, um, you know, and then you would have some, some of the African countries would bring their students around here. But it's not a lot of people that are coming into that industry to sustain a flying school, mm. to be able to, uh, to continue operating optimally and be able to make, because when you're running a, a flying school, you've got to make money as well. You can't be running at a loss, yeah. uh, you know, maintaining those aircraft, paying those instructors, uh, and so on. There are so many NGO. things that you all yeah. did. So you, you can't be running it uh, like that. Mm. So the, many of them have been closed. Many of them have been closed mm. because there hasn't been students uh, coming. And, and and also some of the students that you you may have uh, that are self-sponsored, they may not stay in the campus, uh, meaning that you are losing on the rental money, which is where you can actually uh, uh, become a source of revenue for you as a school. So some of them, those that are very much small and rely on those uh, students that would be coming from the likes of TITA. TITA is the transport theater that mm. also fund the students locally here in South Africa. So you would find those kind of students that uh, TITA would then give you. Uh, but uh, with the current situation, uh, those processes, most TITAs have halted uh, uh, their funding based on the pandemic. And, and that it has a, a direct impact on those flying schools that depends on those kinds of uh, funding, unless they're coming from Middle East and other uh, parts of Africa. I'm worried also about the the students who graduated and now are unable to get employment. It has been a norm in the industry that you're going to finish at the flying school and you'll go to um, uh, the likes of uh, SA Express. Mm. SA Express would then hire you Mm. uh, to do your regional route so that you can build your hours and, and go on. With SA Express no longer flying, the students are, are basically, a uh, majority of them, they, they are nowhere to be found. They, they are vulnerable. They don't even know. Mm-hmm. The sad story about this, this whole thing, one of the students that uh, uh, I was mentoring uh, a couple of years ago for something that really struck me uh, around June, I met him at the Mall of Africa, he was working in one of the retailers, a fully commercial pilot with mm. lots of hours, with experience. And that broke my heart so much that I realized that the industry in South Africa is really, really uh, deteriorated badly that uh, we would not see them. You know, so, uh, so, so the students, some of them would do what we call a bush pilot. They would go to Namibia, they would go to Botswana, mm. do those bush pilots to build some hours. 
and fly around and, and, and that. And that in itself as well uh, is not growing because those that are there already, they are, they are stuck. They can't move out of that because they need to move so that the other ones can come in. If they're not moving, it means there, there isn't any gap for them to come in. When you're also looking at flying schools, because they also hire uh, the qualified pilot to do uh, instructor uh, in those schools. Yeah. The flying schools are also in the same situation. They are not able to hire because the industry is not growing. So uh, the industry is really not looking good at the moment. And funders don't want to fund uh, institutions right now. So how will the institutions be able to pay uh, those pilots to come and do you know, that practical work for the students? It is the same um, argument that I made. The uncertainty in the market makes it very difficult for any possible funder who would want to come in the industry and make an investment on, on anybody. Uh, if, you, if you have airlines that don't have uh, the training and development, they would depend on making sure that they go to those areas that have capacity to develop uh, the number of pilots and many other uh, people that they need to uh, to fight, to work in their companies. So when they make an investment, they look at the industry as a whole, mm. uh, as as in whether will it be a good idea to invest on this or not. If it's not feasible, they hold on to that. And besides that, they would not fund uh, a new pilots because you have a, a pool of them that are no longer waiting, mm. that are coming out of the Express, FAA, Comair, and many other uh, entities that have shut down. So they can easily tap into that. So why should I, I go and spend money on training somebody if I can get that person for next to nothing? So that in itself also, it creates opportunities for those bright students that want to pursue the career in the aviation space. So, so that in itself, it also creates a lot of... Uh, uh, uncertainty and, and and it's encouraging those young ones that are already have graduated and got all their licenses and they're not going to be able to continue flying because the space has been narrowed. Yeah, it's not looking good, Putejo. It's not looking good. Hey, Putejo. Yes, sir. Before you bounce, I came across a very interesting story. Um, I'll probably email it to you so that you can give us a nice breakdown next time when you're on air. They're basically talking about my you know my favorite plane, I get an Airbus, I get a Yeah, Airbus. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. So, the guy. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Airbus has a plane with the flipping wing tips. So, I'll send you that story so that you can check it out and just give us a breakdown. No, it's, it's not Airbus, uh, it's I can just give you exactly what the aircraft is. It, it is, it is, it is Boeing, the new Boeing 777X. Mm. Well, um, the story that I have is an, is about an Airbus. The one that I have is about an Airbus. So okay, okay, maybe I'll you can it. do both of them. I will, I will yeah. send you the story. I will, forward, yeah, I will let, email you the story. Yeah, but can I just explain this one with the clipping uh, 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 wings? Yes. It is a, a new 777, a mm. Boeing 777X. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to have been delivered, uh, the first one to be delivered, uh, at Qatar Airways, and it has not happened uh, that way. So what happens is that uh, during the taxi, uh, the taxi before it takes off, it, it, it just folds those wings and it reduces the space when you taxi into uh, the aprons and, and out. Mm. So that's basically the concept. That's what they are trying to do. Because if you remember last time we did a story 
where uh, uh, at, at Dubai Airport, uh, the Boeing 777 uh, of uh, Emirates uh, clipped the, uh, I think it was a BA aircraft, uh, wing clipped it. So those are the things that are, that are basically they're trying to reduce the, the long and the size of the wing so that it can uh, be accommodated uh, nicely into the apron. Apron is uh, basically a packing of, a, of an airplane. No, that's fine. I'll still send you this story, sir. Airbus, <laughs> not Boeing. Airbus. <laughs> when I you should have shared for Airbus, Casey. Yeah, I think thank you. You have, you, you have, you should have shared there so that uh, you can do a good job in making Airbus make fly much higher than it's supposed to now. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll, I'll, I'll send you that story. Go ahead, please. I'll appreciate that. Thank, thank you, Putejo. Thank you. Much appreciated. Have a lovely one. Bye. That's our aviation expert, Mr. Putejo Mujabil.